The OC Bombers podcast is available worldwide and is heard on six continents and over 30 countries. Please subscribe and listen on your preferred podcast app and leave us a good review. Welcome to the OC Bombers podcast. And now, here's Neil. Hey, hey, Scotty, how are you? Great, buddy. How are you doing? I'm excellent and exceptional. Okay. Number 92. What's going on? Oh, oh fan- fantastic. 92, 92. Yeah, you, you have oh, a great weekend there? Uh, you know, yeah, I mean, it, it was all right. It was all right. Um, you know, a little, little storm come through, a little storm, a little wind. Big storm wind. coming through today and, oh. Oh, an oh. announcement. Big announcement. Big announcement. That guy's been hanging out through the storm, ready to play. Okay, are you ready for this one? I bring, I bring it up. This is huge. We now have over 8,000 total listens. Over 91 episodes, 8,000 people listening. Thank you to the listeners out there. It's great. Thank you so much. Well, you know, in, in celebration, Scotty, yeah, I, uh, fresh batch of yodels just came in. Oh, those, those, you, so you got more. Did you get like five cases or any Yankee doodles? <laughs> you know, you know, the, the, the amount doesn't matter. The amount doesn't matter. Uh, Yankee doodles didn't come in. Yodels came in. But you know what? But oh, here, here's the thing, hey, Scotty. So I, I, I went looking for the pancake crumpets. I went and, and, and I, I, I could not find I couldn't find them. Oh, well, I can get you some. I, I see them everywhere I go. Obviously, you don't go to wise markets. I'm a wise quality family. Hey, did you, did you know what today is? Today is National Triglycerides Day. Well, let's give it up for triglycerides, which which is different from cholesterol. Triglycerides use stored unused calories that give the body energy. So talking about snack cakes, I think if you eat a lot of snack cakes, you can improve your triglycerides and then your overall health too. What do you think? So, so, so how does how does triglycer- tri- triglycerides relate to sugar? Uh, I believe it's all sugar and it's it's just unused calories. Which you know we don't care about the oh, science. Nice. We, we we deal in podcast facts, not science on the show. That, that, that's very nice. That's very and, nice. And speaking of speaking of science, I, I have a question for you. I have a question for you. This sure, is something yeah. I thought of. This is some, this is something I thought of. So you know, sometimes you see in the commercials and they have because i was just thinking when i was drinking the big ice cube you see the big ice cube oh yeah i i have a big ice cube sure so if you order that when you're out is it on the rocks or on the rock well it is singular so it should be rock and by the way my my big ice cube that i have it's in the shape of the death star so put that in your (laughs) pipe and smoke it right (laughs) And, and you do you do know what the death star is right neil yeah 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 you know yeah it's like uh, it's star wars or something yeah there you go. I'm glad you didn't say Marvel. Okay, okay. Let's. It's no episode 92. Let's. Can you just do your number 92 song, and then we can get on. We got. We got a big show. We we got to get through this. Uh, yeah, sure. Yeah, big, big show. So first of all, as we know from the from the survey, everyone wants to hear about the music. This is the best part of the show. Um. Yeah. Uh, yeah. A lot of people want to hear it. Oh. Well, let's for now. Let, for, let's just call it the, the best part of the show for now. 92. Best part of the show for you. But yes, go ahead. I, I love it. I, so, 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 so this is going to be, this, this is, um, okay. The, the artist is Frank Turner. You with me? Frank Turner. Frank Turner. Not, uh, wasn't he a baseball player for the White Sox? Oh, that was Frank Different Thomas. Frank Turner. Frank Thomas. Okay, Frank, oh, the big hurt. Big hurt. Big hurt. Yeah. Big hurt. This is uh, the big hurt. This is not the big hurt. This is the little hurt. Frank Turner. Frank Turner. So he's, for those that don't know, he's, so he's a millennial, uh, that millennial, younger guy, younger guy. So, 
so he's got so in my mind he's kind of an anarchist kind of an anarchist really so so the album the album we're going to talk about positive po- positive songs for negative people oh i need that it's folk punk okay folk punk folk punk like never a, heard of that one before wow okay like, like folk rock folk punk folk rock mm-hmm. okay. and 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 i i, I cannot i wouldn't be able to take lisa to see this guy he she wouldn't like uh, and of course, you've seen him in concert by yourself, correct? He, he did. Play, he did play. He did play at the nine thirty club in DC. This is a big thing. Look, look, you know, it's it's it's, it's perfect. He's, he's totally normal. They, uh, he's British. He's he's English. So the people like him over there. His, his this album debuted number two, number two in the UK charts. Wow. Okay. So for a small little island, I guess that's not bad. Yeah, well, it, it makes sense. It makes sense. Uh, yeah, he's a, um. Here's the thing that he had a he had a tour for this. Album. He had he had a tour he had a tour for this album. The last sure. tour, something that Scrappy and Scruffy very excited about. It was it was Miami's Salty Dog Cruise. Oh, that sounds amazing! I would love a cruise right about now. Oh, it's gonna be a while. It's gonna be a while. Yeah. Okay. Okay. Are are you done with that? Because because I have a music question for you. Well, one one more thing I wanted to bring up because uh, of course it's, it's one, always one more. Okay, go ahead. There's always one more. There's a song. There's a song in there in the middle. Mittens. All right. So he goes in there and and talks a little bit about the difference between mittens. And gloves. That that sounds like an ho- entire podcast topic to me. I'm just saying, maybe in the future, maybe in the future. <laughs> Scruffy, write that down. All right, is that 92? Are you done now, finally? Uh, uh, th- th- that, that can be done. That can be done. Uh, good, good. Oh, oh, the crowd loves it. Now, I, I have a real music question for you. I don't know if you saw this. Huh. The Grammys were like a week or two ago, and there was a little controversy there about the late, great Eddie Van Halen. There was only a 15-second musical tribute to him. Uh, A lot of people upset about this because I know you don't care for Van Halen for whatever reason, but he changed the way guitar was being played and his influences are still here today. Do you have any thoughts on this perceived snub by the Grammys? Okay. So so here's what I'll say. Here's what I'll say. Here's what I'll say. We had this discussion last week about Panama. All right, I mean, you, 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 right. you can like, you can like Van Halen. All right, that's fine. That's and fine. I do. Um, I like, I like uh, Van Hagar and Van Halen. So yes, go ahead. Here's, here's where, here's where I'm going to be at. Here's my take. Eddie Van Halen. I'm, st- I'm in a new mode. New mode. New mode. I'm, I'm not going to be mean on the deceased. Oh, okay. Because you're not supposed to talk ill of the deceased. Okay. I think, I yeah, think yeah, so- the exception is Hitler. But yes, go ahead. So, so, so Rolling Stone, Rolling Stone, Rolling Stone said basically that this guy, this guy is the last great guitar superhero. I, 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 he had an impact. He had an impact. But, but I'm, I'm going to say that maybe the best impact is his son Wolfie. You know Wolfie? You know, I, you know I Wolfie? do know. I, I saw Wolfie in concert. I uh, am I talking to Neil? This is weird. It's like you you want to give Van Halen respect now. I don't I don't understand. Is there something going on there? I'm I just saying if you go to the Food Network, sometimes his ex. Uh, ex wife, ex wife, Valerie, um, Valerie, um, Valerie Bertinelli, Valerie, sure. Yeah, yeah, She's yeah. On. So sometimes, yeah. yeah, sometimes Wolfie comes on there. I, I don't think, I, don't, I, I don't think he does anything. <laughs> but, but yeah, you know. <laughs> but but you do agree it was a snub by the Grammys because well, I, I mean because 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 if you're gonna if you're gonna if you're gonna, if you're gonna give a tribute, if you're gonna give a tribute to someone. Fifteen seconds. What is fifteen seconds? Who who am I talking to? Is this Neil? Because uh, it sounds like you know you you really kind of. Oh, God! Oh, I just I just bet on gags. Scott, it's Neil was, here. Wait, this that what? Was, pay, not, pay no pay no attention. Pay no attention. Whoa, whoa, whoa. That, that that was Chris Sakel doing a pressure of me as it has. Who who am I talking to? Fool. Wait a second. Who am I talking to now? The same. 
<laughs> Are you saying Christopher Zakel was just doing an imitation of you for the past few minutes, Neil? Right. And boy, did, did, did he go on? Did I go on that much? <laughs> yes. That's why I have to edit everything you say down to like five minutes. <laughs> Welcome, Christopher. Welcome to the podcast. How are you? Thank you, Neil. So Scott had that feel. It felt much better, like I was talking to a real human being. <laughs> now, for everybody out there, Chris uh, Chris works with me at, at NIST. Uh, we're working with a team, and he's a, a avid podcast listener and a um, big fan of the show. Also, a Penn State, Penn State alumni. Chris, you have any uh, anything you want to say to your fans out there? Of, uh... I uh, forget what you've heard. I really don't have a fan following. Yeah, good to good good that everybody's listening. This is a this is a big show, Christopher. Thank you so much. I, I mean, I was in, I had I I was in the back and I was cracking up. It was great. It was good stuff. Thank you, Scruffy. <laughs> get him out of here. <laughs> yeah, boy, that Chris really had me fooled. He sounded <laughs> like you, Neil, huh? Sure did. Thank thank you, Chris. That was great. I um, it was it was a, a, yeah. a little a little rain manish maybe, <laughs> but uh, very good. Pretty, pretty good. He does spot on impressions of a lot of people, so we'll have to come back and maybe get back on and do some more. You know, he could, you know, he could be the rich little of a podcast. Uh potentially. Let's see oh. how it goes. <laughs> Let's not get too ahead of ourselves, Neil. Right, Neil. <laughs> guess what go. today's topic is? Yes. What's up? It's a big topic. We're going to do a Mount Rushmore because the fans asked for they it. They love them. They love the Rushmores. So this Mount Rushmore is comedians. Yeah. So so basically any funny person we oh. threw into the comedians Great. mold our uh, definition here. And I, I want to say uh, looking at my Mount Rushmore of comedians, there's a lot of good stuff in there, obviously, because they're on the Mount Rushmore. But there's also more than a few um, turds in the punch bowl, too. Because comedy, very subjective, right? Okay. Some great things and then some not so good things. Are you qualifying it's, it's, Are you qualifying your Rushmore's in? No, I'm just saying it seems like in the comedy biz, you can be hot for a long time and then cold and then hot again. It's It seems to be all over the place to me. Okay. So, Neil, um, age before beauty, how about you give us your first uh, Mount Rushmore of comedians? Thank you, Scott. And I, I uh, comedians, I had, um, as you know, as I, when I, when I think, when I go down this path of these Mount Rushmore's, I go back and this is not Chris, by the way. This is Neil. Just to be, just so everybody knows that, right? The April Fools is over. I can't tell anymore. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, when I get, when I do these Rushmore's, you know, I think about them in the pillars, right? It's kind of like how I think about this topic of comedians and comedy, right? Sure. So I'm going to start with uh, with with one of my favorite. I think everything for me starts and stops with this comedian because this is really where my roots are, and it's really George Carl. It's George Carlin. Okay. George Carlin. Yes. yes. Now I, you know, as, as I go as I go back and look and do do my research on my as I as Mount Rushmore's because as I go on. I don't know anything about these people until I go back and look at Wikipedia, which is the official. Uh, <laughs> it, it knows everything about everyone. Exactly. Anyway, I'm surprised he was born in 1937. He was the same age as Evie, my my, my mom. I, I, he he was an old guy getting and, it done, and he got it got his like started like the ni- 1962. You know, he, his I guess for me he was more of a he's like a his views are libertarian, kind of the dean of the counterculture. Um, Dark comedy. Yeah, but, he he seemed to make fun of hippies, but yeah. also everybody else as well. well. Yeah. I, I will I will get to that in a second, and then but also just a, he does have a little street cred. He's number two on the all time comedians list for Rolling Stone in the 2017 Ooh. list. 
number one being Richard Pryor, which is not on my list, but uh, mm-hmm. due respect to Richard Pryor. Anyway, frequent guest on on the Tonight Show um, uh, as oh, as, yes. as a host and a comedian, right? Mm-hmm. Yes, hosted the first Saturday Night Live, nineteen seventy five. I don't know if you oh, knew that. Oh, right, right. Yes. yes. All right. So, um, and also, I think it has ties to one of your comedic heroes. I don't. I'm not sure it'll be on your on your Rushmore, but um, Kevin Smith. I think he was a big uh, fan of the Carlin. Uh, yes, cameo, he was. Cameos in all his movies, and so not all of them, a large amount of his movies. And I, I okay. kind of remember uh, when HBO first started uh, right. getting traction. Yeah. At my grandmother's house, because I didn't have cable, I lived in the sticks, mm-hmm. George Carlin would be on every once in a while and watch some of it. And I thought, wow, that guy's pretty funny. Yeah. And they had naughty words on HBO, exactly. too. Yeah. Well, that was kind of his big shtick, the seven dirty words and all that. Right, but, yes. But, that, but, but that's what I loved about George. What I loved more about George Carlin, you kind of alluded to it earlier, is that he made fun of everybody. And that's what I love about comedy. I like comedians that just all bets are off. You know me. And that's like I like South Park. Just like, like You're going to make fun of something. You got to make fun of yourself make fun of every every angle of everything and all bets are off in, in the name of comedy and George Carlin is the king of that and um, and by the way this is the only person on my list that I got to see live in oh, concert oh wow I did I, we went to, in 1975 uh, me Howie Slob I mean uh, Howie Schaub uh, <laughs> Howie Slob uh, and, uh, and, and Gil, Gil Benamini went to Westbury Music Fair Howie Slob I mean Schaub's um, mother uh, took, took us to the show <laughs> yes, alright you may continue I think I've talked about about George Carlin. Oh no, that's very good. Good, strong one there. Thank you. All right, my number one on the Mount Rushmore is actually my number one. Uh, I've talked about this before on the podcast. It is Steve Martin. I remember the the first time I saw Steve Martin, uh, Bud said, let's stay up and watch SNL because he's hosting. There's a buzz about this guy and let's let's see what he's all about. And the next morning before going to church, we were doing the Svenstruck brothers like <laughs> we are too wild and crazy guys. So that that he just imprinted on me from a very young age. I got both of his albums, Let's Get Small and A Wild and Crazy Guy. Those were his two big ones. And I think Steve's thing was he knew he was doing stand-up comedy, but he was also kind of making fun of how people did stand-up comedy. And it was just absurdist uh, humor out there in left field, very weird, very odd, and that's why I loved it. Uh, he, he, he is, a, he is very, a very talented, and I mean, not only comedy, but dancing and singing as well. As well. Oh, yes. And, he and, plays and a very good banjo. Right. He, he does bluegrass music. And some of his early He's TV talented. specials, the one sketch that sticks out is the Marty Robbins song, El Paso, uh-huh. out love in the song. West Texas. Right. I love he, that song. Steve Martin did a video of that with just monkeys in it. Should I watch it even though I hate monkeys? <laughs> yes, you should. Monkeys might, are I'm, very good. I might have to YouTube that. Okay. <laughs> and uh, real quick, some of his movies, uh, his first one, yeah. The Jerk. Is like his quiz essential movie. Yes. The Man with Two Brains. So that. All of Me. Uh, the Three Amigos is a very good movie. Roxanne is a great romantic comedy. Absolutely. I, I saw it with uh, my betrothed, well, my soon to be betrothed. We saw the movie and then we went out and got engaged. So. Wow. How about that? 
Did somebody did, did somebody you know pop the question for you as as in the movie Roxanne because it's a take on the um oh, right. Cyrano, Cyr- Cyrano de Bergerac right I, I'm glad you said that instead of me <laughs> oh yeah Chris would have had fun saying that exactly no and uh, he also did one later in his career Bowfinger about the Hollywood uh, studio system and making a movie with Eddie Murphy it was very funny Bowfinger Bowfinger planes trains automobiles and yeah. yes. Like you seeing George Carlin, I was able to see Steve Martin on one of his tours a few years ago where he's with oh. Martin oh, Short. Yeah. That looks like fun. He was still very funny. It was oh, I love great. Martin Short. Steve Martin. My Not on my one. list, but I love Martin Short. But yes, yes Steve, he's Steve Martin. You know what? I, I, yeah, he's, Steve Martin. Yeah. He, 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 he's, he's on the short list. Yeah. I, I wonder where he was on the Rolling Stone list. Oh, he has to be up there. Top 10, I would say. If not, that's a horrible list. <laughs> Neil, um, yes, speaking of comedians, let's take a potty break right now. Sounds good. And when we come back, we're going to finish up our Mount Rushmore of comedians. What do you get when a convenience store clerk and a small engine mechanic have to share an apartment just to make ends meet? Hey, what the? Who put a Hostess Zinger snack cake in my carburetor? Oh, I was looking for that. Mmm, delicious. Tormund! <laughs> OCB Studios is proud to present the Tormund and Neighbor Jeff Show. You loved their zany antics on the OCB podcast. Now they've got their own spinoff show. I don't know, Neighbor Jeff. I just don't think our landlord will accept another push mower as payment for this month's rent. Trust me, I know what I'm doing. <laughs> Darman, neighbor Jeff. Uh-oh, the landlord. That's right, it's Sachita playing the landlord. Where's my rent? Would you take another push mower? No, but I would accept payment in snack cakes. Tormund, pay her with your snack cakes. Well, I would, but I ate them all. <laughs> Tormund! The Tormund and Neighbor Jeff Show, coming soon to the new OCB Video Streaming app. The OCB Video Streaming app has been approved for broadcast throughout the tri-state area. So, so Neil, like, um... Uh, George Carlin had the seven words you couldn't say. Do we have uh, seven words on the uh, podcast that we can't say? <laughs> um, no, but you beep them out. So we're okay. Beep. I guess your seven words, one would be like Van Halen. Exactly. <laughs> and we're back. Welcome back to the OC Bombers podcast. We're available on your favorite podcasting app. Wow. Got all that on there. Yeah, right, that's we're, pretty good. We're, we're ready for number two now? Number two on our Mount Rushmore of comedians. Right. Neil, your turn. Go. All right. So once again, pillars, right? Pillars. <laughs> you and the pillars. It's because, Mount Rushmore. It's not pillar because, more. Because because this because I, I I think of, I think of these things in, in the t- of how I look at comedy and how I and the comedians and what I'm looking at today and what what has shaped my life. And this one this one is is, is a slam dunk. Okay. This is Johnny Carson. All right, Johnny Carson. Yes, uh, may wild goats crawl <laughs> up your skirt. And the reason I say Johnny Carson because what I and you know I do this, Scotty. I currently t- I t- I've been watching late night TV 
my whole life, but it all started with Johnny yes. Carson, right? Oh, I, absolutely. I continually start watch. I, I tape four late night TV shows in my DVR, and I based on like what kind of mood I'm in or what I'm listening to, or who the guests I watch those shows. That's how that's how I waste. That's my waste of time. That's what I really do. Okay, so, um, but but Johnny Carson really set the stage for that. He really his um. I, I don't have to really go back. What I what his history is, but what I really liked about it. Um, and by the way, he did it for thirty years. I didn't realize that. Thirty. You are correct, sir. Yes. Sixty-two to ninety-two. And you know what I liked about it was what I say about Johnny Carson of kind of um, the monologue. But in the monologue, it also had the like what I learned about is the ongoing joke, so to speak. You know. Uh, oh, the you running know, gag. Like, like, the running gag. Run it into and, the and ground. So, yes. And, and, you know. You know. You know. And so that you know. How big was how big, how big was, was, was it? You know that kind of thing, and um, it was so big, yeah, exactly. <laughs> and um, and also the thing that I didn't really realize with Johnny Carson was like also, but I did. But it's, I also had a lot of bits going on during that show. The the which, mighty Carson art play, right? right? Which, which was really great. And matter, to that point, John John Thompson would like this point. We we were on a vacation one time, and in the vacation place, we had a a DVD that was in in there, like in you know in, in the thing was like <laughs> Carson Capers, and we watched that every day for like a week. Oh <laughs> it my was great. Uh, anyway, they th- they still show reruns of old Tonight shows, like on Me TV, yeah, or I, one of those nostalgia. I, I, things, I yeah. need to watch that. But the other thing about Carson, the the timing, and also. So, but the way his interview, his interview style, I don't like. To, I don't like to brag, but like when I'm interview, when interviewing guests on the podcast, I think I got a little. I think you know we learned something. Think of two from Carson, don't you think? I remind you of Carson in my interview style. Put people at ease, relax, have fun with them. Yes. <laughs> yes. No, I agree. Johnny Carson, very good. The ongoing jokes. Um, yeah. Can you do an epic man real quick before we leave, and then we can go to number three, two for you. You are correct, sir. Yes. <laughs> Sounds like Larry. It. Uh, I don't know who that is. <laughs> you make it two. You number two for Scott Montgomery. Yes. All right, that was uh, Johnny Carson. All right, my number two. Number two goes back to gym class, early high school. So gym this is like ninth grade, tenth grade, is this a pillar eighth grade, or somewhere in here. So this is the person who saved Saturday Night Live from cancellation. This is Eddie Murphy. Eddie Murphy, wow. Yeah, I just remember every Monday morning at gym class, we would talk about what he did on SNL. You know, James Brown, Hot Tub, Mr. Robinson's Neighborhood, I'm Gumby. And, uh, you know, of course, Buckwheat. uh, All these things made Eddie very famous, very quick. He was very young. He was like 18, 19 years old when he was on SNL. He was hilarious, and he was the only one really bringing it on that show for like three to four years. Did did you like his stand-up? Yes. Uh, he had a couple uh, albums that, of course- Raw? Is that right? Is that him? Raw, and I can't remember the name of the other one, but he had bits like the Honeymooners bit. Uh, hey, Norton. Come here, Norton. <laughs> yeah. And- um. <laughs> I got some ice cream and you don't. I got some ice. Yes. Uh, Those things, of course, we listen to those all the time. Uh, It was great. And then he made the jump to movies. So here's a quick movie hit. His first one was 48 Hours. Like that. Then Trading Places. Like that. Beverly Hills Cop. I like that. The first date movie Kelly and I went on. Oh, my God. You, these comedians are, are all over your love life. So, see? Yeah, exactly. Comedy and love life go together, huh? I guess. Um, Coming to America. Yes. 
still a classic today where he played a bunch of different roles like under heavy makeup in it. Am I allowed to ask, have you, have you, um, have you seen number two? Yes, I saw Coming to America, number two, yes. And it was it was okay. It was, it was good, okay. passable, funny stuff in there. And of course, he's the voice of Donkey in Shrek. Oh, yeah, that's right. In the morning, I'm making waffles. <laughs> Shrek is awesome. And he's also in Bowfinger with Steve Martin. I have to see that movie Bowfinger now. It's, it's pretty good. Yeah, so he's had a little resurgence no, I, I, these days. But Eddie... He makes me laugh. He's he's good. Yeah. I just l- love what he does. Uh, yeah, I most of the time he has a lot of uh, not good movies, as does Steve. And, and he also has a, uh, his singing career was not so not so good. My girl likes to party all the time. Produced by Rick James. Oh, the, oh, yes. I, did, I did not know. Did not know that. <laughs> all right, so that's my number two, Eddie Murphy. Very good, Neil. Number three for you on your Mount Rushmore of comedians. Number three for me. This is kind of um, goes back to a little bit of the Eddie Van Halen thing. Like, like I think everybody oh, loves this person, and you do too, except for you. And this would be Jerry Seinfeld. Oh yeah. Um, so, oh. Scott, I got a little theory here. I, I did once again did my research. You ready for this? You're gonna love this one. You ready? Yeah. Yes, I'm ready. Hit so, me. There are a lot of parallels between me and Jerry Seinfeld, and I'm and I I wonder why, and I think this is why you don't like me either. Okay? No, no, no! <laughs> I love you. That's that's why I think you're more like Larry David than Jerry okay. Seinfeld. So watch about He was born in Brooklyn, Jerry okay. Seinfeld. Very he moved good. to Massapequa, which was like four stops on the Long Island Railroad from from where I grew up in Valley Stream. Okay. Yes. Okay. All right. This is the real thing. His origin is of Turkish, like his mother is from Turkey. His mother. Is a Mizmaraha Jew of Jewish consent. Now, what does that mean? I'm going to read this to you because I had to write this down. You ready for this? <laughs> I can't wait for you to pronounce more of these oh, words. Yes. This, this is going to be great. <laughs> <laughs> the terms Mizrahma and Sephardium are sometimes inter- used interchangeably. Now, you know I'm a Sephardic Jew, right? Correct. Yes. So, the, so these are. Kind of, I didn't realize these parallels between these two tribes of Jews, although they mean separate diaspora. Dysphoria groups, I don't know what that means. The Sephardi Jewish community was formed in the Iberian Peninsula, where they were exiled from the, from the 1490s, causing many of them settling to areas where Mazarah Jews communities already existed, which is why distinguishing Sephardium from the Mazararum can be, sometimes be difficult. Okay, Many Mazararic communities adopted Sephardic religious liturgy, and in religious sense, they are often categorized as the same group as Sephardim. So he's so, part of my tribe. <laughs> anyway, so I, I, that's a nice. I didn't realize I had that kind of bond. You've got with Jerry a lot Seinfeld. of connections to him, but I. Okay, so but, get back to Seinfeld now. All right. Anyway, he his stand up. What I like about him, I his stand up is very situational. It talks about common stuff, and as well as um, the thing that I really do kind of. I gotta find my notes here. <laughs> Keep, keep rattling the paper. I love hearing that on the microphone. <laughs> okay, here's another the thing I really do like about Seinfeld. I think that, that, that it not only does stand up, but of course, the show, which of course was on the uh, my Mount Rushmore of comedy, Scotty. You remember that, right? Yes. So that I'm, I'm being consistent, which I like. You know, I like. You know, I like to be. Um, but it's kind of the way he's always PG thirteen, always these double entourage type of things that kind of like this double gets entendre. My, yeah, whatever that word is. Kind of just gets on that edge just right to kind of know what you mean, but just does it right. Kind of like we try to do on the podcast. So once again, another pillar. 
step up to the line. Don't cross it. <laughs> yes. So I. So um. Thank you, Jerry Seinfeld. All right. Yeah, Jerry Seinfeld. Uh, I think everybody uh, who follows the podcast knows I've never liked him. Okay. <laughs> Mark Helen. <laughs> My number three comedian is Jim Gaffigan. What? So he's, uh, I remember, I don't know, like 10, 12 years ago, seeing these YouTube clips of him talking about bacon. And it just cracked me up. And then so Kelly and I started watching all of his uh, stand-up specials. They're on Comedy Central. They're on yeah, Amazon yeah. Prime. He does he does bits about food, and he makes fun of himself being overweight and lazy and all that. So and it, he, yeah, he does a big bit about hot pockets. He's very inoffensive. Talk about you know he doesn't use curse words that often. Every once in a while, they're in there. I mean, he even performed for the Pope. So um, yeah, and he's got five I'm kids. Shocked. And he, he talk- Why? Why are you in shock about that? I I don't because he's on su- CBS Sunday morning. He's, he's got he's got he's got a, he's got a, a, like a standing gig on that. You make fun of me for that. <laughs> well, for watching the show, what he does is kind of. I tell you, the other reason I'm in shock. I've never heard Jim Gaffigan come out of your mouth in my life, and I thought I knew you. That's that's okay. I still think he's a very funny individual. It's great. Yeah, I, 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 no, I, I'm 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 pro Jim Gaffigan. I'm just in shock. Would you say he's trying to be or kind of doing like an Andy Rooney type thing on CBS Sunday morning show? Oh, I think, like, you know what? That's spot that on. That kind of thing. That's yeah. spot on. Spot okay. on. Yeah. But w- what I love about his stand-up routines is- By the way, I met, do- I, I, by the way I, met, I met Andy Rooney on a subway in New York City one year and I had a conversation with him, but you make it were, were his eyebrows bigger than uh, <laughs> yes. an eight-foot caterpillar? He inspired me. He goes, one day, son, you'll, 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 you'll have uh, big eyebrows like me. <laughs> Awesome. So, <laughs> what I love about uh, Jim Gaffigan uh, stand-up is during his bits, he will use a high-pitched voice and talk about himself in the third person and give himself negative feedback. Be like, "What? Why would Neil do something stupid like that?" <laughs> no, no. Jim Gaffigan, he, he'll be like, "Oh my God, is he telling more bacon jokes?" You know, things like, right, yeah. "Oh my, how many more bacon jokes could there be?" <laughs> That that gets me yeah. too, but um, I like I do like that. I do he also like that. pops up in movies every once in a while. Um, he was in Such the as? super the Super Troopers movie. He is the person who is speeding who gets pulled over for the right meow. Okay, bit where like give it to me, right meow. Troop Zero, good movie with Jim Gaffigan in it too. Good independent movie. So that's that, my number three. Wow, Jim Gaffigan. All right. You seem very surprised by I, that. I, I'm, I'm in shock. I, I'm not. I'm, I'm not. I'm not just shocked. Not, there's no. I don't know. I'm I, not, not good, bad, or indifferent. Just in shock. I, 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 I just, came out of nowhere. I've never heard you talk to Jim Gaffigan, and I'm happy for you because you know what? He he's his comedy is kind of really level setted. It's kind of nice. It's it's you know. <laughs> all right, all right. So here's number four. This is what, as you know, as we go through these things, we kind of. I always have three. I go through. These, I have three solid. The fourth one, I kind of struggle with. Right. Fourth one. Always, and I think you. I, th- I, th- I, th- I think you talked about this. Uh, you talked you, this one. You even talked to Kelly to kind of get a little, a little counsel and this and that. Absolutely, yeah. I had to talk this one through. Too. And I, I did talk to uh, my, you know, to Lisa also, kind of. So I got to give her some credits about this. And she's like, as I go through this, she's like, Neil, it's got to be Larry David. Absolutely, that one I could have guessed for you. That is and I perfect. was, and I didn't want to go there because of uh, Seinfeld. But I really think 
Larry David. The reason, um, I, I, I yeah, I just want to. I kind of want. Yeah, I just. I, I, I am. I, I know you don't want me to be Larry David. I don't want to be Larry David. But I kind of find myself being Larry David for the last but twenty you years are. or so. <laughs> you are Larry David. Just ask neighbor Jeff. Exactly. And I, after right. your first meeting with him, which was like five minutes, yeah. he's like. Neil reminds me of Larry David, unprompted. I, I, yes, I, yes, I. Um, but yeah, and that—that's the thing. His ability to try to help people, but really annoy him very naturally. That's just that, that's 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 me. I want to help that, people. <laughs> I really, I, you know, I want to be helpful. I want, I really want, I want to be there for people. But, but then I ha- you end I just up annoying. Got, people. I, I end up annoying a lot of people, and I get it. <laughs> or saying the one thing that just sets them off. I, uh, you know, unbeknownst to you, you will say something, and, I and so I, that person's I, and, and, and like independently, I guess I just, I just, I have to. I've modeled my life of a Larry David. I guess I don't want to, but it's so. I'm sorry, so it's there. Uh, I mean, the other thing about it, Larry David. I mean, the awkward. I mean, I, I do like, I, I do like being in awkward situations and trying to get out of it with comedy. So that kind of that piece is just you know priceless for me. The other thing about Larry David also is that the way he partners with people just out of his comfort zone. And Scotty, you know that's right in my wheelhouse. I love that. Like the, you love the- <laughs> talking to people that you don't have anything in common with. Yes, I have nothing else to say about that. Guess what? I'm done. So that enough, was- pa- enough papers. I got enough papers here. Larry David is done. Okay, my number four. Um, I had to think about this one a little bit because there were a lot of uh, incontentions, which we will get to once I'm done here. Yeah, I have some but things we got to talk about also in the follow up. My number four is Will Ferrell. I thought you were going to go there. So he, of course, he started on SNL. Jim Gaffigan, wow. (laughs) Oh, stop it. So Will Ferrell, Mark Jensen, Family Christmas. I watch that every year. You got to have more cowbell. Great sketch. He was uh, George W. Bush for many years. Harry Carey, Robert Goulet, and of course, Alex Trebek on Celebrity Jeopardy. So he cut his teeth there and then started getting little roles in movies like uh, Old School and Austin Powers, right? But then his breakout one was, of course, Ron Burgundy, the newscaster from San Diego. Then you got Ricky Bobby, Talladega Nights. Say classy, San Diego. Uh, Semi-Pro, which is an underrated basketball movie with him and Woody Harrelson. Very funny. Uh, Step Brothers with John C. Riley. The Other Guys. And Blades of Glory, where he plays an ice skater. Don't do the Iron Lotus. Just going to say that. And of course, he was Buddy the Elf in Elf, a yeah, Christmas no, he, classic. No, Will Fels is talented. He, he, he brings a certain weird energy to things. Yeah. Um, where it's it could be a very slow burn, or it's just like at a drop of a hat, he turns on this energy and starts screaming. Um, no, he, no, he's, he's, no, he's quality. He's, yeah, he's just... He's just but he also does, he also produces a lot of stuff that that would, like you don't you wouldn't even know about like you know that uh that absolutely he he started the uh, website funny or right, die yeah that's what I, that's kind of where I'm going yeah he also stars in one of my favorite one star movies if you watched it you would say overall yeah that movie wasn't good but there's little bits in it that just make me laugh every time it where are you is go, where are you going with this Land of the Lost oh no okay so the old kids tv show yeah, no no I, I, I remember it i have not seen it. i think you're gonna go with the skating movie which was uh bad no, and good that that was blades of glory right 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 but uh yeah land of the lost if you haven't seen it watch it it's just awful but funny at the same time have a few drinks but yeah all right so my number four is will ferrell 
Oh my goodness, Neil. That was a good Mount Rushmore. Oh, I very good. That. So yeah, uh, you know, in, in retrospect and thinking about this, going back to what you weren't wanted, I mean, I had no physical comedy in my thing, which is a little bit kind of, and, and we talked about. And I, at first I thought just stand up people, right. but then, you know, stand up, you kind of grow yeah. out of it and start to do other things. But the thing, and also I had no SNL, but my, SNL, I was going, I was looking about this and on the, on my borderline was kind of like, you know, the, the Mike Myers or Dana Carvey or even Phil Hartman. Those, those are the guys that I, I, I sure. actually Dana Carvey, I just, so Dana Carvey's, by the way, he's got these little competitions. He's got a podcast right now by it. By the way, some of my uh, in contentions, uh, Key and Peel, just because it's new to me, those guys are hilarious. I thought about Mel Brooks, Dave Chappelle. Chappelle's funny. John Mulaney, I think, is good, but he needs a little more body of work. And I remember <laughs> as as a kid listening to my dad's Flip Wilson album. Oh, yes. Oh, yeah. I think I had that memorized. Um, and Norm MacDonald and Dave Letterman are in that. What is it? Sarcastic, uh, right. monotone delivery thing that I love. Absolutely. Um, yeah. So I, I thought yeah, about that. Like, like the yeah. Dave, the Dave Letterman's. I mean, they, that would be my. Um, but in the, in the in the late night stuff. So I, I I would agree with that. Very good. This was fun. I always this was about, good. Oh, okay. We have so to do Mount Rushmore more often. We should. Uh, the uh, the next one we're going to do is about climate change because oh. Neil Neil we're out of time we're way over but this is a bonus big episode for Woo-hoo! everybody so. Hopefully they enjoyed it. Bye-bye. Thank you for listening to the OC Bombers podcast. Please spread the word. We're on Amazon, Apple, Google, iHeartRadio, Pandora, SoundCloud, Spotify, and Stitcher. Leave us your feedback and comments. Until next time, so long. See you, Neil. Bye, Scotty.